0: Welcome to Find Your Flow, remote learning in the 21st century. I'm Clarice and I'm the Pedagogical Director at Kingfisher Learning Online. Today we're talking all about productivity and how we teach children to get things done well. Productivity is one of those things in our society that is really coveted. We like to be productive, we like to have productive employees, we like to have productive members of society. Um, we like to have productive students, we like to have productive members of the family and partners and so on and so forth. Productivity is something that we really, really value. And because we really value productivity, we tend to put a lot of pressure on what is good productivity and um, what is <laughs> acceptable behaviors when it comes to productivity. So as a society, we generally tend to enjoy um, or value people who know how to be productive and who, how, who know how to hold themselves in productivity. <laughs> I'm having a lot of tongue twisting today. Stick with me though. <laughs> so how do we teach children to get things done well without allowing them to succumb to things like toxic productivity and burnout? Because let's just face the facts most of us who succumb to toxic productivity end up finding ourselves in burnout either in a quarter life crisis a midlife crisis or a three-quarter life crisis or somewhere in between any of these (laughs) life phases we tend to find ourselves in burnout and we tend to um, burn down parts of our lives because of it you know whether that's relationships or careers or whatever the case may be but we just reach a capacity we just reach a point where we can't anymore and what we'd like to do is to instill in our children some sort of practice that allows them to bring in a balance between being and doing (laughs) because productivity has got a big emphasis on doing but not a big emphasis on being we don't really care who you are and and what you need and what you're being as long as you're doing your job well right and really the conversation around productivity is changing very much in workplaces in schools in families and we love to be part of these conversations and we love to be a part of a shift that is definitely more in favor of taking care of humans and taking care of our emotional needs and taking care of our our mental health and our emotional health not only making sure that we are meeting some arbitrary sets of um, success standards the first thing is (laughs) we speak to children about the difference between doing and being Because productivity has such a high correlation to reward and to praise and recognition, we like to separate those two things. We like to separate it into you don't only have to be recognized for the things that you do, you don't only have to be recognized for the things that you achieve and for the things that you do well. Okay, we like to give you recognition just simply because of who you are. And we love who you are and we want to get to know who you are. So we like to separate out um, those two things of you only get recognition based on your productivity and the results based on your productivity. Right. We like to give you recognition and we like to give you, um, you know, acknowledgement. And we and we want you to feel as though you belong here and as though you're successful simply because of who you are. Because when we start to put emphasis on that, on who the person is, their productivity automatically increases because their intrinsic motivation goes up. Right. So we know (laughs) that if you want to hack someone's productivity, you have to start with who they are and you have to find a way to get them intrinsically motivated. So it's quite simple. Once you separate the being and the doing from the reward and from the recognition that comes out of productivity generally, we are able to open a conversation into intrinsic motivation, we are able to open a conversation and to get insight into what is actually going to intrinsically motivate our students. So that means that we're not only looking at marks and final products when we are giving out praise, <laughs> we are looking at thinking routines, we are looking at behavioral patterns, we are looking at simply because you showed up today and you're smiling at us and you're sharing something beautiful with us. We want to recognize you for being an incredible human being. And we just want to give you a shout out, right? Because immediately that boosts morale. And then from there, that person feels so much more motivated to go ahead and do what they need to do for the day, right? In the episode about the learning brain, I go into depth about intrinsic motivation and one of the pieces involved in intrinsic motivation is feeling connected, feeling like you have a social system that is supportive, that you are connected to, that you are recognized within. And so we really like to feed that piece just on any given day, on every given day, because we know that we always have access to that. We always have access to being compassionate, being kind, being loving and generous and complimentary towards one another. And that gives us a really wonderful social atmosphere inside of our classrooms. So I'm using this as an example because you can emulate this inside of your home environment, right? If you're finding that you're not having a lot of buy in from your family members when it comes to like household chores, you know, I really recommend that you start to separate out the being and the doing and see what you give people recognition for. Are you only ever recognizing them when they do things that you want them to do? (laughs) Or are you also giving them recognition for the things that they are, for the people that they are, you know? Um, And just seeing them, seeing them, people like to be seen, people like to be heard, people like to be understood, they like to know that they are felt, They they like to know that they belong. That makes them feel safe, that makes them feel open, that makes them feel like they want to contribute. Once we've hacked internal motivation, we can now communicate with our children clearly expectations, because of course we do have expectations. We do need them to do things right. We have a very active learning uh, curriculum. All of our work is based on active learning. All of it is about engagement and about what you're doing. You can't just sit there and be a scientist. You've got to go out and do the things. So of course, a lot of the work is based on the doing piece. So once we've hacked the being part, we can easily get them to engage in the doing part. And in that part, we really give them very, very clear guidelines in terms of what do we want you to achieve here? What are we looking for you to learn here? What skills you need to master what thinking routines are you going to be using? You know, and if they found their flow and by that, I mean, again, found the flow inside of the intrinsic motivation element, right? if they found they flow, they find it very easy to work towards what our expectations are and what our goals are. Now, these goals tend to be quite personalized because somebody might have, you know, um, a bigger gap in communication and somebody else might have a bigger gap in the scientific approach or whatever you know because all every child is different they have different areas where they would need to work a little bit harder where they need to challenge themselves a little bit more so their goals will look differently but at the end of the day we expect the same thing from everyone in the sense of we want you all to master these skills right so we set really clear expectations that um Apply it to everyone, and then we go and look at some personalized goals. And in this way, we help children to know how it's going to look when their work has been done well. If your work has been done well, you will have enjoyed it, you will have engaged with it, it would have been challenging, you would have reached the expected outcomes that we've set for you, you know, you would have built some skills along the way. Like we know what we're looking for and they know what we're looking for and they know that's how they've done the job well. Now, of course, (laughs) not everyone and not every learning opportunity moves smoothly and perfectly. Sometimes people fall off the bus. Sometimes they get demotivated. Sometimes they get stressed out. Sometimes they get stuck. Sometimes they fail. Fabulous. Great. Because all of that is part of the learning process. And we never separate it out. We never make them, our students, when I say them, we never want our students to feel as though failure doesn't get to be part of the process. Getting stuck doesn't get to be part of the process. Of course, it absolutely does. And I will speak uh, specifically about failure in a different episode, because I think it's just such a wonderful, wonderful topic. But I just need you to understand that productivity sometimes includes failure and it sometimes includes moving the deadline. (laughs) Very often, we need to shift our expectation as the educators around how long it's going to take a child to get something done. And this is really the message that I want to share with you as parents is please let go of the timeline. Please take that pressure off of yourself and off of your child because the minute you do that, they relax and they're able to perform. I know I've mentioned this in many other episodes because I firmly, firmly believe in it. And I know it's true. I have seen it time and time again. The minute you take the pressure off of them, they will achieve everything and some more. (laughs) Because nobody likes to be forced and pressurized into something. The expectation is not a good one. It's the bad kind of stress. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, please go and listen to it putting that kind of pressure on somebody saying that there's you know you only have (laughs) three weeks to learn about um alternating currents you know um really just takes all of the joy out of it and it takes all of the spontaneity and the natural organic learning process you know away it takes all of that away and it forces you into oh okay i only have three weeks so you know this is kind of all I feel I can do in these three weeks. And then I just leave it there, you know? So we tend to take off that time pressure. Obviously, our children always achieve what we need them to achieve because we know how to work with productivity and we know how to work with motivation and we know how to teach really well and we know how to help them learn really well. So we don't need the time pressure element. Do we have deadlines for projects? Yes, we do. (laughs) Do we have timeframes in terms of teaching specific concepts? Yes, we do. But if you haven't achieved something within that timeframe, it doesn't mean that your chances are over, that you're never going to get an opportunity to come back to this or that you're never going to be able to close skill gaps which I think is what is really missing in that conversation. Like if you're going to put time pressure on someone, make sure that they understand that this time pressure just means that we need a product from you so we can see where you are now. Doesn't mean that you don't get to have another opportunity or another go at this. It doesn't mean that you're not going to revisit this concept at some point. It doesn't mean that you won't have any other opportunity to prove yourself or to improve yourself, you know, so really, if you're going to put a deadline on something, if you're going to put a time frame around something, make sure that it comes with that clear message, and that it's not all about, <laughs> if you don't learn to crawl by the, by the time that you're, whatever, nine months old, um, you're always going to be behind in life, you know, if you don't get to <laughs> read, like, books that are 300 pages by the time that you're 10, or, eight or whatever, you know, then you're always going to be behind in life. Like those messages are not helpful. They don't contribute towards productivity. They don't contribute towards success. And ultimately, the whole reason why we have this whole productivity thing is because we want our kids to be successful. We want them to be successful in life, in work, in their relationships in you know, themselves as a person. So (laughs) just take that pressure off because success is an arbitrary concept. Right, It's something that we define for ourselves. It doesn't have to look like anything except what you've decided it looks like. So really, please just take away all the pressure and just enjoy life. Just you know, enjoy the moment, enjoy the process. So the final thing that we really, really focus on is process over product. If we're going to honor the kind of happy productivity habits <laughs> that we have established, we have to shift our focus from the product to the process and enjoy the process, enjoy the learning process, enjoy every little step that happens along the way to get to the wonderful product, to get to the test results to get to you know the final project piece whatever it is it's about the process being there in the process is always is always going to be much much more important than you know just being there for the product you don't give birth to your child and then rock up at their wedding you're there all the way all the way every tiny little step You're there. You want to know everything. You want to see everything. You want to be part of it. You want to share in it. You know, same thing here. So, when it comes to productivity in the home environment, whether that's doing homework, doing chores, (laughs) just being a functional member of the family, whatever, please try to think about separating being and doing. Try to think about intrinsic motivation. Try to think about what kind of culture of productivity do you have in your family? How do you guys approach it? What do you value in your family members and how do you share what you value with them? How do they, what messages are they receiving? Do they know that you value being overdoing? I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and that you found it insightful and helpful. If you have any questions, you're welcome to send me an email. And then as always, we are open for enrollment and I would love to have a conversation with you about whether you, your child is a good fit for Cave and whether we are a good fit for them. Um, all of our contact details are in the show notes. See you next week.